0: Algar Productions. Algar Productions. Algar Algar Productions. Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron
1: Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 317, covering Workforce Part 2 and Human Error. With
0: Kevin Lynch, hi friends. Uh, first of all, happy birthday to Flunk. Uh, happy by the time birthday, you hear this, Flunk. it will no longer be his birthday, but you know we should we should probably acknowledge that. We love yes. you.
1: <laughs> this is how I wanted to spend my day talking about Star Trek with my friends. Oh, yep. wait,
0: yeah. Damn that monkey's paw. <laughs> I, I strongly you like Star considered. Trek, do you? Oh no! It's Star Trek. The Star Trek spread.
2: I'll make sure you watch four years of Voyager, you fucker.
0: No, we got what, seven. Matt, suck it, seven, seven seasons. Suck seven my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I I strongly considered this week uh, observing the rule of if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all, and uh-huh. just letting these two talk for an hour. But uh, you no, know, we got We got to finish what we
2: started. There's some okay stuff in the second one for a yeah, while. Yeah,
0: but. Yeah, but as as a whole, would you say that it's a good episode?
2: No, I would not. I would say it had parts of a good episode.
1: Does fifty one percent count as a whole
0: movie. good episode? Mm. Is is there an electoral college of Voyager <laughs> episodes? Because like, technically, if we gerrymander the good parts, we could say it was a good episode. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that's about as political as I intend to get. Mm-hmm.
1: That's uh, jeri mandered, because it's a well, seven of course. episode.
0: Or 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 also named for um, Jerry Taylor, the uh, now now departed Voyager writer,
2: is that right? I think she's still a producer, but yeah.
0: I but I mean as a as a co creator, I think don't they just leave her on as a producer even if she's gone? That sounds right. Yeah. I don't I don't actually know, but I haven't seen her name in the writing credits in quite some time. Which is probably for the best. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, She was off writing that that book. That
1: Star Trek book. Which book? Uh, oh yeah, the, the terrible Kate book.
2: Yeah, her terrible Kate oh. book.
1: I I didn't read it. There's yeah. a reason.
0: Somebody is uh, somebody on Twitter this week said we should uh, before we watch uh, the pilot for Enterprise we should read the novelization of Enterprise and I'm like absolutely not. What? Why would I want more? It's bad enough. Oh, sorry, Flunk. I don't mean to insult your favorite show on your birthday. <laughs>
1: oh, you now. mean my time it again?
0: Yes. <clears throat> Lead into that. Oh, night. just wait.
1: No, I'm leaning into it. I know what I am.
2: (laughs) Two episodes in Enterprise, I was just going to leave the show and it'll just be you and me every week. That's fine.
1: I have carefully selected which episodes I want.
0: (laughs) With Uh pinpoint
1: accuracy. Yep.
0: You're like, you're like Indiana Jones walking across that chasm. Okay,
1: I? (laughs) No, look, it's
2: great. See?
0: Uh Uh, (sighs) Uh-huh. The original original
2: Klingon Jehovah starts with an I.
0: Damn it. No, it starts with an apostrophe, obviously. (laughs) Can you start a, a word with an apostrophe? How does that even work?
2: Uh, if I if years of D and D have taught me anything, yes. Yeah. All right.
1: Apostrophes just go wherever. Yeah, yeah. They can even go at the bottom no, uh, of the word. They're called commas then.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if they fell down.
0: Or if you're in England, you call your uh, your quotation marks inverted commas mm.
2: or aluminium.
0: Yes, or a fanny. Alright, let's, let's tear <laughs> off this terrible band-aid And uh, Flonk. why don't you tell us about Workforce Part 2 Which, uh, I'm, I'm just going to save you the trouble We already covered this, it was called Workforce Part 1 yep. Let's see if you got some new insights
1: Well, w- without even seeing Part 1 I knew right off the bat that this one was going to be a stinker We start off with the Voyager flying through space As they pass by a star, there's a big solar flare And the words Star Trek Voyager appear on the screen Ugh! So it's going to be one of those episodes <laughs> to resolve week's cliffhanger, Voyager gets shot at so Harry can't beam Chuck out in time. Chuck gets shot at so he goes to Tom's Tavern. There he discovers the most deadly danger of all. Kate is moving in with her boyfriend, Jeff. How long have they been on this planet? Eh, that's not important. Neither is what happens to Tuvok. He gets captured by the authorities and just sort of goes away. Seven, or Annika as we're calling her, since everyone has been brainwashed into thinking they're different people, but they still all have their real names because why not? Seven starts investigating the mysterious new hires at the power plant, and why they are all species that no one has ever heard of. Uh, turns out it's because Ralph Malth has been kidnapping aliens and for making them work at the power plant. Except Tom. Tom isn't good enough for manual labor. Tom works at a bar, the lowest of the low. They're even worse than writers. Get a real job, Tom! Anyways, Chuck convinces Kate about what's really going on, but she's perfectly happy living with Jeff and calls the cops on him. Since there's about then since there's about 10 minutes left in the episode, Kate decides that she believes him and they go to the power plant to take out the shields so Voyager can rescue everyone. There's a bunch of jumping and shooting. It is, as they say, a whole to do. The day is saved and the crew returns to their ship where we will never speak of this again, and Jeff lived out the rest of his days a happier man because there was no Voyager at all.
0: Yeah, so first of all... I haven't done one of those in a while. So
2: first of all, I guess they got access to a power plant that they were pretty excited to use.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, point of order, a bunch of jumping and shooting is uh, officially called Action Adventure. Mm-hmm.
1: Is that is that what it was, though? Or was it just
2: running know.
0: around the closed power plant? Yeah, no, technically, that,
2: <laughs> technically that's Action Adventure. A whole lot of Voyager bullshit, that's a to-do.
0: <laughs> yeah. A whole to-do, a which s- the amnesia element of is totally like, hey, you're, you're a different person. We implanted fake memories in you. That is totally a whole to-do.
2: Oh, if that's not a to-do, I don't know what a to-do is. And I clearly know what a to-do is because I just said I did.
0: <laughs> well, you did coin the uh, the popular running post-atomic horror catchphrase, a whole to-do. Uh-huh. Y- you didn't invent the actual phrase, but you certainly made it out. I popularized so. it. Yeah, it's, it's all you. So,
2: I'm like that guy I, who told uh, everyone about Mickey Mouse.
0: Walt, Walt Disney?
2: Disney, yeah,
1: that guy—the <laughs> guy who <laughs> the company like is god. named after. What's his
2: name? <laughs> good old what's uh, his name? You know, uh, uh, Mumbly Dibby. Joe.
0: Right. Uh, this was this was exactly more of the same. This was
2: such yep. a fucking good god. Did, did, I I know I get ma- I, I, I know I get mad about fucking two parters that need to be just one parters, but good god. This movie is this episode is so much just fucking running around in
1: in uh, in place. Well, this is yeah, this yeah. is yeah. That's bad. my bad thing. Yeah, there, there's just so much padding, so much boring nonsense. Mm-hmm. You you guys went into this last week, and th- there's barely enough here for a one-parter. Who thought they could stretch it out to two? Here's Chuck trying to get Kate to remember. Now here's Neelix trying to get Belle to remember. These are two completely different things that we need to spend a lot of time on. And on top of that, other plots are just dropped. What happened to Tuvok? Who cares? when We can watch blonde eat
2: pancakes. Oh my god. The fam- yeah. the famous pancake scene from Voyager.
0: It reminded me a bit of you remember the I think it was the Nomad probe uh in the original series that uh wiped Uhura's memory and killed Scotty. Yep. And then they they went back and trained Uhura to be Uhura again in a week. And yeah, I was, okay, it was the 60s, and like, okay, this makes no sense at all, but you know what? Because it's the 60s, fine. But there's no excuse for that now. All these people don't have their memories anymore, and they have to learn how to be themselves again, and mm-hmm. we have to watch it? Yep. Ugh. Here,
2: and, Milana, you used to eat pancakes. Oh, I know who I am now. Thanks. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. She has no
1: idea what's going on, and then, uh, but because there's 10 minutes left in the episode, she has to call up Kate
0: on the view screen and be like, look, I'm wearing a uniform. I know things now. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Also, I'm also hiding behind a refrigerator box because I'm pregnant.
2: <laughs> also, the actual um, kidnapping of Balana is very upsetting.
0: Yeah, it's a, it should play like our heroes are rescuing one of their own who have been ab- who's been abducted. But no, instead, it's... it comes off like we're gonna abduct a stranger who doesn't know what's going no, on. No, it's it's like two creeps steal a pregnant woman. That's horrible. Yeah, and and we're supposed to be cheering for these guys. Uh huh. No, like, that scene it's supposed where to be. B'lana's...
2: Sorry. That scene where is fighting them in Sick Bay is like uh, it's uncomfortably realistic. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it really is. Not great. Um My my bad thing. Let's yes. Just, let's just do our bad thing. Which one thing. did you go with? <laughs> I feel like they wanted this to be Kate's inner light where or or uh, Kirk's um, uh, what was the Kierak, uh, yeah. uh, I am Kirok, yeah, where the captain gets to live their whole other life. What, what things could have been like if they'd had like a life and whatever, uh, where she was faced with this whole other existence, but I just didn't care. Again, it's it's a menial job, it's not like she could excel using her, her powers of science, it's just she's one tiny cog in a giant machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's and like the, the love of her life,
1: building manager, or something too. It's not like a science job. Yeah.
0: No, she's like the uh, the the safety inspector for Sector Seven G. It's it's. <laughs> Smithers, who is that woman? <laughs> <laughs> That's Kate Mulgrew, sir.
2: Uh, many of the events in your life have revolved around her for the last ten years.
0: Hmm. I said Mulgrew. I meant Janeway. Same difference. <laughs> Whatever. Janeway, eh? <laughs> um. Is that no? Is that well-known actor
2: Katherine J- T- C- Kate Mulgrew from Orange Is the New Black? And I probably don't other I do recognize her
0: when she's. I don't recognize her when she's not wearing a slightly off-white pantsuit.
2: Smithers, who is that, lollygagger?
0: <laughs> uh, so, like, the love of her life, Jeff, uh-huh. I thought was boring and terrible. I I know, Flunk, you disagree yeah. with me. We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, it, but And and she could just do so much better. Mm-hmm. Go, go ahead. Oh, no, no,
1: that's it. I just I think he's fine. He's, there's nothing
0: wrong with him. He's perfe- I a mean, I mean, <laughs> perfectly acceptable boyfriend for her. Yep. Do you like him, or do you just not hate him?
1: I just don't hate him, and I do like how she acts around him. So, you know, I like seeing yeah, Kate happy. I'll, g- I'll
0: give you that. The thing is, I've said this before about Kate Mulgrew, there's a lot of episodes that are terrible in situations that make no sense, and I usually still like her acting despite that. Mm. Like, okay, this is what they gave me, I'm going to make the best out of it, and she usually does a pretty good job. And, okay, act like you're in love. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. And I, I, thought I, the-
1: I just... I, The particularly the pointless epilogue scene at the end where they're like, oh, it turns out I'm actually starship captain and and I have to go now. Like I thought that was kind of sweet, like bittersweet.
0: I thought it was sweet because of her. I just to me and I felt actually the same way about uh, Cassidy Yates. I feel like the captain's love interest should be the equal of the captain, like uh, charisma wise, presence wise. And like he didn't feel that way. Cassidy didn't feel that way either. Picard had a lot of good love interests like that. Like Vosh was like that. Yeah. And like uh, that, uh, the the lieutenant that he fell for, roll out music piano with. girl, you know. Yeah, like there there were a few different love interests for Picard who felt like okay, they might not be quite as good as Patrick Stewart, but they have some presence at least. And sh- uh, th- this dude Jeff just felt a lot like how I felt about Cassidy, which is uh, come on, bring something. This is a great actor, D- give him something,
2: you know. Yeah, I don't think that's necessary.
0: <laughs> Fair
2: enough. Listen, Jeff didn't I come did. here to work,
0: okay. <laughs> Plus, his name is Jeff. Good old Jeff. <laughs> it it really it was like Jaff something, like Jeffro. Not, Jeff Road not a something. very
2: good outer space name.
0: No. They all had some of those horrible 90s like, sci-fi names that I hate. And yep. I can't remember the other ones offhand, but probably Z- stuff like Jabin. zizor Yeah, there is, there's a cop and uh, the evil
1: doctor and then another evil doctor. And yeah, they're all uh, bartender <laughs> yeah. lady.
0: Also now, Jeff. I now, noticed, I noticed in the credits that Don Most, not Donnie, Don Most, <laughs> uh, TV's Ralph Mouth, yep. was in the episode. And, and Flunk, I guess you said he was the evil doctor. Yeah, he's, I do the, not he's the main, main evil him. doctor.
1: Now good for him. He's the guy who was uh, who was foiled at the end when the the cop uh, seven pretends that she's unconscious and the cop brings her into the mental hospital and then uh, the the cop grabs uh, pulls his gun out on the evil doctor and he turns to run and seven grabs his cuff and he can no longer escape. No, no, my jacket. How could you? I've
2: been incapacitated. My lab coat. Now they won't know I'm an evil doctor.
0: <laughs> I didn't recognize him as as. Donnie Most, so that's something I guess. I don't know. <laughs> try trying to hey. find that silver lining.
2: Hey, we got Donnie Most for our episode.
1: No, you're Don Most. Yeah, I'm Rick Schroeder. Stop calling me Donnie. Yeah.
0: No, the thing is there's plenty of guys who are in shitty sitcoms who went on to be decent actors. Well, like you can't you can't hold that against him.
1: And Potsy is one of it, their but. house directors, so I'm surprised that they didn't yeah, try is, to yeah. get the two of them together.
2: I'd say Voyager no, actually, is a stepped
1: uh, down from Happy Days. On oh, and actually, um, Chuck Cunningham played a Kazon. Did he? Yeah. Oh. Oh,
0: well, and good um, for him. <laughs> well, Matt's favorite uh, alien race, the Kazon, Uh-huh, yeah.
2: they're the best, <laughs> played by the and best uh, Happy Days character.
0: Uh huh. Richie's Richie's real life brother uh, played the Tranya kid. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, Happy
1: Days has a rich history, and he plays around. a uh, a Frangie in the next series. Right. Well, the party was born to play, baby. (laughs) Pretty much. He didn't need any makeup (laughs) at (laughs) all.
2: Boy, isn't Clint Howard just the ugliest fucker on the planet? Good lord.
0: (laughs) That's not very nice, Matt.
2: That guy crawled out of the womb like a fucking alien.
0: I think he was. Uh, I think he was Ron Howard's like uh, twin that you usually consume in the womb, but uh, he didn't. Ma'am, I have bad news. You've given birth to Rosemary's baby. Well, they they were
1: both adorable child actors, and then one went in one direction, and the other one went in the other. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like a fable,
1: <laughs> right?
2: It's like one of them is beautiful and pure-hearted, and the other one has the head of a cow.
0: I don't. I don't know that I'd say Ron Howard <laughs> is beautiful exactly. <laughs> The beautiful he's a, angelic Ron Howard. He's he's a he's a good, successful director, and obviously a producer of one of my favorite shows, Arrested Development. But you, you know, he's not a not a knockout exactly. I would say nobody's making fun of Ron Howard. We want to be very clear about that. <laughs> um, I, speaking of the evil doctors, my good thing—the one thing I managed to find—the uh, other evil doctor was played by Ted from Better Off Ted. No, oh. which was a great show. Remember. Great shows? I sort of do. Uh-huh.
2: Well, great this, shows this are what I watch when I'm not
0: doing Star Trek homework. <laughs> Better, Better Off Ted is one of those shows that, like, I think... Uh, Flunk, have you seen it? No. I know your brother has. Ah. it It is fantastic. It is absolutely worth your time. It's basically a workplace sitcom about an evil, like, like uh, a company that makes evil. Oh, Okay. Like it's super cartoony. Like they they make pollution factories and they make like uh, all sorts of horrible scientific atrocities and and everyone's just like in the wacky workplace making these things that make humanity terrible. And uh, <laughs> it's it's really it's a lot of fun. All right, it's um all right. You've drawn I me think in. It's Still on Netflix, but um, Portia de Rossi's in it and uh, she's quite good. Mm, okay. Um, and this guy's in it and this guy sucked in Voyager, but he was pretty good in that. So you know. That. Uh, oh, sorry. I just got a notification from Facebook. It is Kevin Lynch's birthday. Oh, so great. Uh, whoever that is, tell That's him. It's my favorite part
1: that. about Facebook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, uh, Kevin. Matt. Matt, what was your bad thing?
2: So, um, they don't surgically alter Chuck to go undercover. They just give him some prosthetics, maybe, or more, or possibly when they find out that he's actually undercover. They surgically re-alter him back to normal and then re-tattoo him, which I thought was very nice
1: of them. Yeah, I didn't get that either from a how-does-Star-Trek-science-work standpoint.
2: Like I mean, it's always it's been long established. If you're gonna go sneak around on an alien planet, we can whip some fucking putty onto your face and make you look uh, under your face and surgically well, no, alter you to look like an alien. Yeah, well, it's
0: always been surgically altered as as far back as the original series when Kirk uh, disguised himself as a Romulan.
1: Uh-huh. And Kate had to go to the to the power plant to get some a first aid kit or whatever um, because mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. shot, and that's when Seven finds her and gets all suspicious. And who cares? It's more. Yeah, him. But, but then mm-hmm. he uses the the dermal regenerator to get all the crap off of his face and also
0: put his tattoo back. Apparently, my theory because Voyager doesn't know how holograms work, it's a hologram disguise.
2: Oh okay. <laughs> oh god, that's right, and we even know that like that even happens in the next episode. That actually makes a yeah, of sense. That, yeah I, oh, a god, lot of. Although that happens sense.
0: on the holodeck, so. Ugh.
2: No, we can do whatever the fuck we want with holograms now. We're goddamn Voyager. I mean that's true. I just brought the neural aura, the uh, fucking neural emitter thingy, and now I'm
0: fine. Yeah, whatever. Sure, shut Oop, up.
1: You yeah, just scared. walking around with the uh, the mobile emitter, pasted <laughs> yeah, onto it, his face. Emitter.
0: No, because the doctor's got to be on the bridge in his red uniform because I'm I'm in charge. I'm the captain now. Shut up, everybody.
1: They're shut up. They that. did a thing that could have been interesting and been a whole episode, but instead it was just one throwaway line where mm. the doctor's like. Wow, oh, I, I want to uh, build a new EMH so that I can stay and uh, do command stuff. And Harry's like, no, you just want to do that because we programmed you to. When the captain comes back, we'll program you to be a doctor again. And he's like, "And then the, then the doctor's like, wait, what? And then oh, that was the end of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the thing is... That is he sentient or episode. not?
1: Whatever, who cares? It's not important right now. Well, we've no, gone through they, that a million times shit. already. Yeah.
0: Now, that, that is an interesting argument if they hadn't already blown their wad on it five different times. Mm-hmm. Like... Now it's like no, that that moment has passed. But
1: again, I would rather watch a scene or two of that instead of a scene or two eating pancakes.
0: Uh, that see that didn't bother me. I really feel like this is shaping up to be Belana's season. She's had a lot of good moments this year, and and I didn't hate her in this episode. Well, that that, that
1: <laughs> the eating pancakes is just the catch-all for all the boring. You remember who you are, right? No. What about now? Yeah, that's no. That's no. What about now? Yes. Shut more pancakes into her.
0: Yeah. Uh, in fairness, she's pregnant. She's eaten for two. So yeah. you know. That's that's something I guess. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Star Trek Voyager, pancakes, divorce pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh Matt, what was your good thing? Uh the expl Oh, the scene with the exploding escape pods at the very end is actually a very cool oh, scene. Yeah. That was no, that the was neat the inc- it made it, it was a cool use of Voyager technology. It was something I haven't seen before. They basically load some escape pods with explosives and launch them at another ship. It was actually yeah, really the guys,
0: fucking badass. The guys they're fighting think they're escaping, and the, the pods just get closer to them and then blow up. Yeah. And the thing the thing about the Doctor being in command, one of the things they actually say is he's really good at strategy, which makes sense, because mm-hmm. he's a computer. Yeah. And he comes up with a lot of really unconventional ideas like this, which I, I did like.
2: Yeah, no, that's it. That's the only good thing about this two-part episode, but it was actually really fucking cool. Um, it was. Of course, they're down three escape pods now, but uh, we're episode eight episodes from the end, so who gives a shit?
0: Yeah, it's and not because we have long established. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. They haven't counted shuttles or uh, escape pods. They just rebuild the Delta Flyer whenever they feel like it. They they have limited, like unlimited resources to build stuff, so they'll just make more, yep. I
1: guess. Oh, and uh, Al, you said you liked the the way the fighters looked. Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, it's because they reuse breed chips. Yeah, ah. that's I like the Breen. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs>
2: my Breen impression.
0: That's pretty good. I No, you got to say I am a Breen after that. <laughs> Otherwise, how will people <laughs> Oh, live? excuse me. I'm a Breen. Yeah. I am a Breen. And maybe they could have, like, because we're closer to home now, maybe they could be, like, I mean, they're not because we know they're not. But, like, meeting races like the Breen that we know almost nothing about, like, yeah, this is the far edge of their space. Mm-hmm.
1: that actually like be we cool could in... Yeah, I think we're yeah,
0: still pretty
1: far for that, but that would be a good idea if they were, you know, keeping track of that sort of thing. Yeah.
0: yeah they're not. Just but... Like, near the end, start start exploring some races that we hinted at in other series but never really got there. Yeah. yeah well, that's because they mostly live really far away. <laughs> Maybe this, and this is where all the Gorn on the live. other side of their territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but we're in no, Gorn we space.
2: How's it going? Here comes Jimmy the Gorn. <laughs>
0: Oh, excuse me. <laughs> That's better. Uh, oh, I, so here's, here's a big problem I had. So they took everybody from Voyager, except mm-hmm. for the guys who were, like, away on a mission, which we talked about last week. Yep. Uh, and, and the doctor who, you know, doesn't register as a life form, so, and put them all to work. Mm-hmm. Does that include Naomi Wildman? Yeah, I was wondering about
2: that, too, actually.
0: <laughs> Is there a little eight-year... I mean, she's, like, three. We've talked about this. But effectively, she seems about eight. Is, is there a little eight-year-old girl, like, working in the factory with everybody else?
2: Well, time to hit, well, time to punch the clock, I guess. Grab my old lunch pail and put on my hard hat. <laughs> well, I mean, they let Doogie Howser be a doctor. Why the fuck not?
0: I guess that's true. I, mean, I could be running see that it. joy
1: within a week and we all know it. Yep.
0: Oh, absolutely. I could see Flonk's least favorite character, Echeb, like, uh, doing just fine. Uh, <laughs>
1: do not get your hate for Friggaeton get to it next episode
0: <sighs> yeah we will next episode blue laser but uh, <laughs> no I I could see him like doing a passable job they've established he's got some science know-how, and he could probably pass for a young adult and like you know
1: yeah, well, he, he could goes pass for a young guy. adult because the actor's like 30 so
0: well yeah that's standard TV there uh, like I said Naomi's supposed to be three yeah she's like,
1: down, down,
2: down.
0: she's a half alien but anyway, she's busy doing Reba now anyway. Ah, uh, yes. Um, what else? Anything?
2: Every time the docs would say EMH log, I wanted to smack him in
0: the mouth. You don't get a log. You're not the captain. Personal EMH log. Here are some things I did today. Shut up. Who's going to be, when they get back to Earth, who's going to be, ooh, let me read the log that the video game kept. <laughs> Nobody. Actually, now that
2: you mentioned it, I've read a lot of logs that video get games have kept over the years. <laughs> I've read just all entirely... of the Dragon Age Codex, so...
0: Yeah, but those are written by real people, like, pretending to be a fake character. This is just written by the character itself.
2: <laughs> Procedurally no... generated diary.
0: Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Anything else?
1: Ugh. I, I kind of like Tom, like, as just this dude who was not good enough to work at the coal mine, so they sent him yep. to the bar, and then he just kind of gets caught up in this whole conspiracy and has no idea what's going on the entire time.
2: Also, There's just um, something
0: like pure about that that I enjoy. He's kind. Of, they've established that he's kind of a dummy before. He's really good at piloting, but he is not super bright. Yeah, so yeah. That that tracks for me.
2: What were you gonna say, Matt? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, am- giving him amnesia also restored his creep status. Yeah, yeah. yeah a like it's basically bit. someone someone hit the reset button on uh, on
0: all, Tom. All Paris. his personal growth, all his personal growth from the last six years just went away. Yep. He's back to convict Paris. Mm-hmm.
2: Hey, this guy, hey, this guy's got some actual growth and character re- development going on here. Ask me that paperclip. I have to push the reset button. <laughs>
0: that feels about right. Mm-hmm. I, I do like, last week we had talked about how uh, uh, Matt works in a warehouse. I do data entry, and we felt sort of well-represented with these episodes. Oh, like, yeah. the boring jobs these people do. And now, Flunk, you're included as well, because now yeah, there's a bartender. Yeah, time.
1: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, but I, I have Deluxe really? every week, so, you know. Yeah. Uh,
0: he's not a bartender. He's, no, he's just, a cr- like I bar broke too. Yeah, but he's a, he's a, like the morale officer, like the, the fun guy. Like you're not that. Felix guy. doesn't burn himself enough to represent my line of work.
2: If there's one oh, thing he does, I will say s- about Flonk is that he is the least fun guy I know.
0: Well, I doubt he's <laughs> the guy in the workplace who's like, come on guys, let's have a wear a wacky Hawaiian shirt day. <laughs> well,
1: clearly you haven't seen my collection of Hawaiian
0: shirts. No, no, that no, I'm true. not saying you don't wear them. I'm saying you're not the guy telling everyone at work to wear them for, for enforced... Food. No, no, definitely when I, not. When I, yeah, when no, I use the words work the and the fun together... Yourself. Yeah, no, the, the words work and fun do not go together. When I say fun in that context, I mean it like that. Ugh. Friday, you will have fun. Uh-huh. Every day is Friday. Uh-huh. Huh. No, that's that's a different change. yeah. <laughs>
2: That's I got TJF, It's TGIF night on NBC. ABC. <laughs> ABC. Man. ABC, excuse me. I don't
0: know what I was NBC thinking. was must-see TV on Thursday. This is a whole different thing. And if you haven't seen it, it's new to you. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's one to grow on. Wait, no, you guys would do the other one. The more you know. know. That, yeah, yeah, that was the 90s one. The 80s one was one to grow on. All right, anything else about this <laughs> crap burger or no. can we huh. push forward? How about No. <laughs> Uh, Flunk, you got a quote?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's some of that Voyager bullshit that we just love when they point it out. Smells good. Pancakes with maple syrup are your favorite breakfast. You know, sometimes food is like time travel. You inhale an aroma, take a bite of something, and suddenly, bam, you're back at the moment you first tasted. They're good. I'm not experiencing time travel. All
0: right. All right. All right. Matt! Yeah? Why don't you tell us now about the other episode? This is me doing a perfectly smooth segue. Oh, tell we us open... about Human Error. Huma- uh,
2: <laughs> human Error.
1: Human uh, Error.
2: So we open on a mysterious woman playing piano in a haunted castle. <gasps> it's seven! Roll credits! So, off to a great start here with Voyager and by great I mean typical. Excuse me, not typical. Terrible. Can't imagine how that happened. Anyway, now it's B'Elanna's baby shower, and everyone's really excited. Especially especially a Borg implantless, not wearing a spandex onesie, but an actual shirt and pants. Seven. It seems her implants were finally removed, and she's working on becoming a human. It's really sweet and much-needed evolution for the character's arc across this series. Except, actually, it's just the fucking holodeck again, because, again, typical Voyager. I mean, terrible. Boy, that was weird. So, what's actually happening is that Seven is experimenting with being human and fraternizing with the crew. A completely original idea done by the Doctor five years ago. That's okay. The Simpsons writers say that if an episode idea happened five years ago, it's okay to do it again. So why shouldn't the same rule apply to Voyager? So, part of Seven's relationship training is an actual relationship with Chuck. Which I have a problem with for a number of reasons. Specifically, that Seven would have more chemistry with a body pillow with the Chakotay action figure painted on it. Note that I did not say actual Chakotay. There is flirting. There is a making dinner sequence so awkward it puts the omelette scene in Spider Man 3 to shame. There is a kiss. And since the invention of the kiss, there have only been five kisses that were rated the most passionate, the most pure. This one also happened. <laughs> anyway, all of this tepid makeouts is making Seven late for duty, because one thing I know about Seven is that she is known for shirking responsibilities. Voyager always gets killed by some space mines, presumably placed by Rom. It was Seven's job to avoid them, and she was too busy performing an emergency tattoo removal with her tongue. <laughs> and then the holodeck breaks her implants or something because the board chip put it. Uh, the board put in a chip that electrocutes you if you have a good time. So the doctor offers to give her an emergency chip removal, but instead Seven decides to throw away all our wonderful character development and reset the status quo in a way which I can only describe
0: as terrible. You mean typical? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. This is, I saw Brandon Braga's name on this one, so I guess he's not completely gone yet. Mm-hmm. And boy, did it feel like one of his. Yep. Most of the stuff didn't <laughs> good really Good character count. stuff a with a bunch button.
1: of uh, bullshit around it. Yep, that sounds like Brandon yeah. Braga. Oh, oh my good,
0: God. Uh, like, like a good character stuff that if it if it counted, if it actually happened, yep. would have been a really good development for this character, this but instead my, it all...
2: yeah. This is my good thing. Like, I really love Human Acting 7. I love, like, Ever, like, as soon as the character sort of shows up in the mess hall during the baby shower, I'm like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing here. This is like they – like, I legit thought they'd taken her implants out because I couldn't remember the rest of the se- series, right? And
1: like, like you said, well, like, they're wrapping it up. Why yet? not, like, yeah. start making some yeah. changes?
2: There's eight episodes <laughs> left. Like, I'm thinking back to DS9 where, like, this is around the time when uh, they gave Kira a uniform. Like, yeah, you the know, big ten-part part of- final
1: episode, yeah.
2: Yeah, the show's yeah. almost over. We can afford to do this kind of thing. But, like, all of it just gets yanked away. It's just like, nah, none of that actually fucking happened.
0: It's fucking... Nah, and this is this has been my complaint all along with all this holodeck stuff and, and you know, dream stuff. And, like, anytime I get invested and I'm starting to follow along and get into it, and then they say, nah, never mind, we're going to pull that rug out from under you. That rug is the holodeck, and they need to fucking get rid of that rug. Mm-hmm. Just, like, stop it. Just stop.
2: Oh, man. Like, ugh. This is just this episode is an exercise in
0: pissing me off. <laughs> like, yeah, it's here's, just like here's here's where the show could go. Here's a cool direction. Nah, never mind.
2: I actually I'm think I was I'm watching this episode and as I sort of realize what's happening, I, st- I start thinking about how good an episode where that's set over several months, where Seven's getting her implants taken out and getting closer to the crew, like good character <laughs> development that feels like it would have been it would have been earned by this point in the show. Like she's been on the ship for five fucking years and she's still exactly the same fucking person.
0: Yeah, basically. And I hate it. They've changed a little. She wants to be there now. Like, they they pivoted there a couple years ago.
2: Yeah, a couple of years ago, man. Like, everything, all this episode does is show how stagnating this fucking show is.
0: Yeah. And that's by design. I mean, you you read in that 50-year mission book, Rick Berman is like, no changing. No. Everything's got to stay the same. We don't want to confuse people. I let Ira Stephen Bear get away with that on that other show, and look how that turned out. Yeah, great, Rick. Shut up.
2: Yeah, the best Star
0: Trek show. Well, we're not doing that again. And, yeah. And, and I'm not going to let anybody bully me into this again.
1: And also, like we are saying, who cares? The show's over. You yeah, can do you it know. now.
0: They know it. They know they're yeah. not going to get an eighth season. They must know they're eight episodes away from the end.
2: Yeah. Fucking go so nuts, man. why not take man? some chances now? Yeah. Bring in a magic rabbit who solves all your problems. What the fuck do you care?
0: Well, well I mean, yeah, coming coming next, next week, week, so.
2: Yeah, but he doesn't become <laughs> a rabbit that I'm aware of.
0: Also, he's someone else's rabbit. Like, give us a different rabbit. Hmm. Anyway. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And My bad thing was just fuck the fucking holodeck. Like, I mean, in general, mm-hmm. I'm sick of the holodeck pretty much on every level, and this just reinforced... Uh, Flunk, is there a holodeck on Enterprise?
1: Uh, there's not. I honestly don't remember if they go to like a holodeck planet or whatever. But um, there if, is not. There's nothing off. on the ship. So
2: I cannot okay. imagine and Braga being on a television show where he doesn't have that option to fall back on. I can't yeah, imagine,
0: especially it. a Star Trek show. Like, yeah, this is my magic thing to make it so that they don't have to be on a starship because how? that's boring. How Dude, do I make? How we're do I make it to them fight Star- in World War two? Like, yeah.
2: We're watching a <laughs> space show with people episode. in space.
0: Of course they yeah. fucking do. Yeah, but that's probably time travel, I'm guessing. Yes. But anyway.
1: It's Matt's favorite the thing, completely... aliens wearing Nazi uniforms.
2: Oh my god, I'm gonna go hang myself with a mic cord.
0: <laughs> from the completely sensical uh, uh, temporal cold war. Yeah,
1: the, the thing that has a completely satisfying conclusion.
0: Good, good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Every time I think it's not gonna be so bad, I think temporal cold... Oh, god damn it! that's in the pilot. Here we go. Anyway, um, no, this all could have been great. And instead we got that same, that same cop out, that same. And you, you said, Matt, they did this uh, the, with the doctor. They also did this with fucking Barkley. Like she's addicted to this. She's yep. she's neglecting her responsibilities and, and addicted to going to the holodeck and having inappropriate relationships with representations of people she knows. Like that's, that's the Barkley thing.
2: Yeah, that was almost a note too. And then I remember this, it's Star Trek and nobody gives a shit about that. Like the idea. Yeah, yeah. She's
1: sleeping with a fake chakotay, and that's creepy and weird. But nobody. Yeah, and clearly,
0: real chakotay doesn't know about it. Yeah,
2: that's fucking gross, and nobody mentions it at all. You get like a sort of side eye from the doc before he's like, "Well, I think it's great that you're doing stuff like this."
0: Yeah, but that's what what that is is. Oh, it's not me. It's him. Like that's jealousy because he's into seven. Uh huh. That's not. This is ethically wrong. That's. Oh, I thought you'd be dreaming about kissing me.
2: Why don't you want to have sex with me? A I'm the best person on the ship, of course. Physically perfect
0: yeah. specimen. I don't think I've heard your doctor before, Flan. That's pretty good. Thank <laughs> you.
2: Uh,
0: but actually, this this whole Seven Chicote thing is is your bad thing, isn't it? Um.
1: Yes. Yeah, seven chicote, Ugh. No. 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 No.
0: Barf. And yeah. it comes from out of nowhere. Like there's no precedent for this. It's just this week, suddenly, this is what she wants, I guess? Like, what? It legit comes out of nowhere.
2: And I was thinking about this, and it's like, really, the only reason it's Chakotay is because who else would it be?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, if you're it's, pairing people up. It's yeah. obviously not going to be Harry. And yep. that's, is the only one left.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah unless you want to invent a new lower crewman. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. yeah. Which, I mean, they could do that as well. Which she also
1: made a point of saying that she's never been in Harry Kim's quarters, so. <laughs> no woman has.
0: Nope.
2: You want to have a look the at my saxophone?
0: Will... No, no one does. The, if the captain needs him or something, she'll send someone else. No, no, no. Tom, you go get him. I'm not uh, going down there. That boy doesn't know how to clean his room. <laughs> not
1: until he puts his socks away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't want to put my socks You're not the boss
0: of me, Mom. Oh, it sounded like you said sex. Now I'm embarrassed. Uh, He's
2: entered the. He's entered his awkward puberty years.
0: He's been there for seven years, then. Uh
2: huh. No, he's moved up from baby to small child to uh, petulant teen. This (laughs) twenty-year-old. I would
1: actually like it if there was some Voyager bullshit where he's just been stuck in like a personal stasis field this entire time.
0: I want to see an episode where he and Ichev are just the most, like, teen, emo, moody, like, ah, that'd be so great. favorite just, character, plot. They're oh, just down yeah. in the cargo bay playing Pokemon cards. So, okay, why don't you like Ichev? I don't think we've actually had this conversation before. Come on. Use your words. <laughs> because, well, first and foremost, like, the kid can't act at
1: all. He's He's just okay. terrible. And his makeup is, like, Gross and not in a fun way. It's just kind of like it looks like he has like something stuck to the inside of his eye, and I just want to
0: pick it off of him. That's fair. He got he's got those uh, horrible sweaters. Although in fairness, that is the style for teens. Yes. Like uh, he's got precedent in Wesley Crusher and Jake Cisco. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a lot of precedent there.
1: And like he's just a bad creepo. Like if you you guys loved his that uh subplot with um where he's hitting on volana, and mm. to me that just came across as the space version of men's rights activist body language creepiness See, it
0: didn't it didn't to me because the power was always with her she was never. Yeah like intimidated or creeped out by it. It's just like, oh, you're a kid, this is cute. Go away. Like if if they had framed it so that she felt threatened or something, that would have been different. But it was always played like this teenager who has never really interacted with humans before does not know what the fuck he's doing. And so it like it's all about how you tell the story.
2: I I, I never got the idea that he could actually do anything.
0: No, it was always her her situation to control Mm -hmm. and she laughed it off. And that's what made it okay to me.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I, look. Was all gross. of these, all of these, are and terrible. again, like That's I said, fair. the fact that he can't deliver a line and just stands there awkwardly, like, and doesn't really do much. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, It's, it's mostly because of how terrible an actor he is.
0: That's fair. I don't, I don't see that, but I definitely see the argument for that. Like, I was, I was waiting for for reasons that we could counter, but that all seems fairly reasonable. Yeah,
1: no, I'll take it. Yeah, they, he only, re- he only has like three lines in this episode, and they're all just kind of boring. Yeah, you you're late for duty, <laughs> and then she which yells at him it? and makes him leave, which I liked.
0: He's her uh, protege in Astrometrics, so when she's not there, he's doing his thing. So that makes sense. At a
2: big old Astrometrics party.
0: Yeah, with you know the, all the former Borg are there, and mm-hmm. nobody else. Nah, I I like him okay. I uh, the haunting of deck twelve kind of ruined all those board kids for me, but uh, you know he, he, he's come back from that a little. Yeah, Boogity indeed. What if there uh, was a
2: ghost on the ship? What if you shut up for ten? What minutes? if How there was that? an
1: alien on the ship and I just kind of made allusions to it being sort of like a ghost, but it wasn't actually spooky at all? What if you, to you died to a bunch of impressionable How children? About that?
0: Well, there was there was some prime Neelix in the hint. I actually liked Neelix in this episode. I, You're
1: like, well, I mean, liked <laughs> is a strong word, <laughs> but I thought that like nuts here. It, the the scene where Fake Neelix is teaching her how to decorate her fake hologram quarters, like oh, I hated that. Oh, I, yeah. I thought that that was a, a good use of Neelix. I
2: just that just seemed like another Neelix is forcing his way into your life thing. Yeah, you
0: know? that's that's what bothered me. The if it was done as sort of a friendly thing, that would have been cool. But yeah, absolutely, he was like, "This is how you have to do it. You got to put this up." But I don't like that. I don't care. Put it up.
1: Curtain, <laughs> noted, noted curtain enthusiast, Neelix. Well,
0: according to Memory Alpha, the the uh, <laughs> the uh, you know unquestionable source of all Star Trek knowledge. Yeah. I I I can see why you would like that scene, but it. it
1: I they like, also beca- like, I I give him benefit for the doubt since I haven't watched him in what a year or so.
0: Hmm. Ooh. Oh, you're only you're only popping in for the ones you have to watch for for us. That's fair. Yeah. Absence makes the. Difference Every once so
1: in a while, funny. I try to catch up, and then I get about ten minutes into an episode and go, Nah, never mind.
0: That's understandable. Um, I should I probably establish- catch up. Wait, why am I trying we'll to establish catch up? that we don't always agree with you? Like there's episodes <laughs> we like. I didn't even watch part did- one of this two part episode. <laughs> <laughs> Did you Did you need to, though? No.
2: You pretty much caught it on, right?
0: Yeah. Between what we told you and what Majel told you, you, mm-hmm. you got it. That was that was my first note. Is, uh, oh, God, Majel, don't show me this again. Sorry, Majel, that was out of line. This isn't your fault.
2: <laughs> I just show up and read what they pay me to.
0: Also, I'm sure they recorded her saying last time on Star Trek Voyager like a million years ago. She mm-hmm. didn't just like do new stuff for this.
1: Uh, Flunk, what was your good thing? Um, so when Seven passed out, I was sure that's when the whole ship was going to find out about her holodeck shame.
0: Sure. Either
1: the doctor was going to start blabbing, or Chuck would come rushing in, or whatever. But no, there's just an okay scene with the doctor where he pinky swears not to tell, and then focuses on the good stuff and glosses over the creepy parts. Mm-hmm. So I guess my good thing is that Voyager wasn't as terrible as it could have been?
2: Yeah. That's fair. <laughs>
1: But Is there anything feels- more upsetting
2: than someone finding your erotic friend fiction? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just, like, I don't understand why she had a thing for Chuck that came out of... Not even, I don't get her and Chuck. Like, forget that. Like, there's a lot of characters to hook up that I don't understand. Like, no. whatever. But, like, it just came from out of nowhere. Why she's acting so... Like, framing it in the holodeck makes it all make no sense. Because yeah. when she leaves the holodeck, she hasn't learned anything. She hasn't, like been testing the waters on how to act more human and now she acts more human it's just like she goes back to her old self yeah yeah yeah, she's essentially going
1: and playing a video game playing the sims where she just pretends to have a life and then goes back and gets yelled at for taking too long on the holodeck
0: yeah but but the way she frames it to people is uh, to the doctor at least is (laughs) i'm running a simulation
1: yeah i'm doing research on how to become more human yeah but and yeah, no, you're right at all. Yeah. None of
2: that, like, none of that applies to what's happening on the show, or like, or in real life, I should say. Yeah. Like, she's and- not like, oh, except for the, the rather adorable uh, gift for B'Elanna
1: scene. Yeah, that was cute. <laughs> I kind of liked how It was just weirded out by the whole thing. <laughs> Baffled.
0: Well, because when you see it in the context of the holodeck simulation, yeah. there's a whole party and she says a few nice things and then she gives her a present, but mm-hmm. now she just like meets her in the hallway and thrusts no, She's at work, she's, she's trying to, the, the, yeah, the work yeah, drive is broken
1: and she's running around trying to fix it and Oh, like, right, right. Oh, right, by right. the way, here's some shoes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> here's some shoes Bye. That's my quote, by Would the you? way. Oh, okay, let's hear that
1: Perhaps this will enhance your day It's a belated gift for your baby shower I apologize for my absence Oh, proceed. They're lined with biothermal insulation. Your infant's feet will be protected even if the external temperature drops below minus 40 degrees Celsius. Well, they're
0: certainly unique. Yeah, it's... I, I, it, it felt a bit like, you know, you practice a speech in the mirror and then you go in front of people and give it and it's all different. And you just like, like yeah it felt kind of like that yeah. I guess. like I, I feel like it was intentional but here
2: i got you a baby gift it yep. is shoes they are refundable <laughs>
0: apparently this is a tradition on earth so here have this traditional shoe
2: also i wrapped it in the television tradition of it being a box that you can open
0: yep of course you did uh actually and that's that leads to my good thing I actually like that Seven and B'Elanna have started to become friends. Like, mm-hmm. we pointed this out all along. B'Elanna hated her. She resented her being a Borg. She just, in general, just had a problem with her. And Seven kind of reacted in kind. Oh, you don't like me? Well, fuck you. Yep. And they they had that thing where uh, Seven thought she was dying. And they had that heart-to-heart about the Klingons believe in an afterlife, right? And they had that whole scene. And things kind of turned there. We talk about character development. This actually was a legit development that the writers seem to have remembered. Mm -hmm. Those two had a moment where they connected, and since then, they haven't been as adversarial, and they've actually been kind of friendly, and it continues into this episode, and I like that. (laughs) I like when you see through the course of a a series characters who didn't like each other becoming friends. Yeah. I like that with these two, because it it took a long time.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, good for them. Yeah. Yeah, some actual character development. That's nice.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Don't get used to it. it. (laughs) Um I I'm trying to think of a not just uh, not creepy fanboy way to say this but Jerry Ryan was very pretty in this episode. That is uh, true.
1: Jerry Ryan wearing a starfleet uniform is very relevant to my interests. Uh yep.
0: That, but she was also wearing a rather low cut nice fancy dress with like different hair, different makeup, mm-hmm. like definitely like actively working to make herself look like a more traditionally pretty like human well, female and and her, her normal look totally works for me, but this was nice, too. The clothes they were giving her, too,
1: were, were good, because they were just, like, normal clothes, but, like, with slight spacey alterations to them. And yep. then yeah, like she was sense, on a Claire. date with Chicote, who was wearing Grandpa's itchy chair. Oh, boy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, Let's but, talk
0: about that for a minute. Yeah. He he brings her, in, in her fake housewarming, brings her a dream catcher. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. We're... Like, we're ha- more than halfway through the last season, and they're still doing this, like, low-hanging fruit generic Indian crap with him. It's
2: like, you know what else works? Bottle of wine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anything, anything Flowers. that isn't your... A blender. Your, your one... A blender. Your one line in the show Bible about you being a Native American. Yep. Like, anything. Literally anything.
1: A oh, ham. Right. <laughs> Is that a traditional <laughs> ham? festive <laughs> house ham. ham. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Except he'd probably give her a ham with a tiny little Indian headdress on it. He'd bring a turkey because of the
1: first Thanksgiving. Of course.
0: A cornucopia.
1: Yeah. (laughs) He'd bring (laughs) maize.
0: (laughs) You know, my people. Oh, here we go.
1: Yes, we know. Thank you, Chicote. And and again, fruit. What? Okay. (laughs)
0: We've said this many times before, if they picked an actual tribe and actually did some real stuff that had to do with that tribe and gave him a real culture and not a cartoon yeah. TV representation well, of it, unf- I'd we'd be totally fine with that. It's just the terrible half-assed racistness of it.
1: And isn't he like,
0: uh, the, the one time they did try to do that, it
1: was like South American Indian, like Aztec yeah. or something? Yeah,
0: the, Yeah, yeah. And that I, felt like I didn't love that episode, but at least it felt like they were trying a little.
1: Yeah. Well, unfortunately, by this
2: point in the series, the fake Native American they hired to do all of his uh, all of his uh, <laughs> character development—he's <just laughs> a Native down. American prison jail now.
0: <laughs> no, he went back to Greece where he's from <laughs>
2: <laughs> to, to sell them a monorail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. There's nothing we're I don't know of a genuine bona fide, electrified American Indian. <laughs>
0: This week, we're visiting New Haverbrook Colony. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Now I want to see Chikoté wear one of those uh, straw hats. Yes,
2: please. Oh, my God, that would be amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be an improvement for his character. Uh, what else?
2: Well, my shuttle leaves in less than a minute. <laughs> uh, so, but- back to Neelix in, uh, in Seven's room... Must we? Um, there's a weird shot. I guess it's to show how empty the room is, but there's a weird shot. that's just full-body shots of both of them. No. And it never occurred to me before, but
1: Neelux looks very fake when you see him from from <laughs> far away. Yeah, like, his, his weird suit thing that he wears like doesn't tuck into his pants or anything, and there's yeah. no pockets, so it's, it's just like...
2: like, <laughs> the, it's like the, They didn't expect you to see all of him, so they didn't sort of finish the bottom half of him. And now it's (laughs) like seven years in and they don't know what to do. He honestly looked to me like when Kermit the Frog rides a bicycle.
0: Except that was a good effect. It just looked weird because you'd never seen it before. Yeah, exactly.
2: But that's something wrong here. I know there's a person in there, but I have no proof.
0: Oh, I've seen that person as, as himself or, you know, playing human characters and he's got a lower half. Mm. He actually, he seems to pop up in a lot of stuff I like, actually, which is unfortunate. Wait a minute, I know that voice. Oh, (laughs) goddammit.
2: Ah, now I'm on the West Wing.
0: He was in Veep not too long ago. He was like a senator. Like, ah, goddammit, I I was such, I was so enjoying this show. Come on. Oh, now I'm in The Wire. Neelix on the stroll. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What else?
1: Um... Um, in the fake baby shower, Harry gives them diapers, which I assume is from his personal collection. Yep.
0: <laughs> Almost certainly.
2: Here I outgrew these. No more oopsies for me! <laughs>
0: <laughs> They've got a little Starfleet insignia on them, uh-huh. and uh, my note was Countdown to Tidro making Starfleet diapers, ten, nine. Like, she'll probably add those to her uh, to her Etsy shop any day now. <laughs>
2: The idea of just a, like the Starfleet logo on the diapers, all I'm thinking is, well, that's going to get shit all over it.
0: Huh? <laughs> that's that's not very, uh, not very respectful. Mm, of your literally, its job is it? to just get shit all over it. Yep. So, like Harry.
1: Uh huh. Man, babies are go. gross. There's a good bit of background acting too, where like they're they're doing a toast and um, everyone grabs their little champagne glasses and Tom reaches for one and somebody grabs it first. <laughs> and he gives like a little like look around for another one, and there's nothing else. Uh, that is nice. Sorry, Tom.
2: I wanted to get drunk. <laughs> I have to have a kid soon. Oh,
0: well, there oh, are and there's some people like kids, man. There's actually that a good good really Harry moment,
1: point. real quick. Yeah, no. uh, where where it was after Seven goes and uh and tries to be nice to Blana, and they're like, well, that was weird, wasn't it?" And then Harry goes, "Yeah, there must be an alien intruder on board." And then he seriously considers it because he knows he's on Voyager.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh,
2: I didn't like that, act. Well, the thing is, he doesn't know there's an episode already happening on the show, so he
1: thinks one just started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he thinks he has to figure out who the alien intruder is. <laughs> right.
0: Is it you? Oh, it can't be you. <laughs> he I oh, he's
1: already in act three of a different episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, and, and the episode ends with that that wonderful thing that they love to do with characters like Seven, which is, uh, hey, I don't approve of how you spend your time. You need to have fun in a very traditional way. Like, Chakotay's like, stop spending time doing this. Instead, you should spend your time doing this. Like, stop it, Voyager. Stop. Not everyone wants to go fucking do the same thing. See, I was actually Sometimes. really pissed off
2: that, like, she didn't go and hang out with him after this whole fucking episode started developing. Yeah, she's clearly yeah. into him. Her character and wanting to spend more time with, like, get closer to the crew. Like, yeah. no, the end of this episode is that uncharacteristically she actually decides to go and hang out with them. That's the whole point. Yeah, that's the, the whole point team. of her
1: research or whatever. So, yeah, that,
2: no, she didn't know how lesson. it should end. It, no, like, what the fuck is. Do you not know how basic script writing works, Voyager? Well, Jesus no, Christ. Clearly.
0: Matt, this is episode, like, 160-something for us. Of course they don't.
2: I know. That's why I'm so angry.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm just, I'm,
0: uh, they're you not going to. forever.
2: Get your shit together, man.
0: They, 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 we've watched six and a half seasons of this show. They're not going to suddenly pull it together at the end. You know that, right? I've oh, seen the finale. God. They don't.
2: <laughs> you dumb idiots.
0: <laughs> they're just, it's going to be like this till the end. There no, might be one or two know. good <laughs> episodes, but that's it.
2: I don't know much about the last episode, but I know it goes out fucking Voyager as hell. Yeah. I, I know there's time travel
0: involved and, and the Borg again. There sure mm-hmm. is. So Voyager
2: as hell. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, All I, they need to I, do is go back to the
2: first season.
0: When when it aired, I was like, well, I never really liked this show, but I do want to see if they get home. So, I mean, I watched it when it aired, and it was like, wow, this never changed. Mm. I I think I bailed, like, in the middle of season two, and it was like, wow. I, so... <laughs> So the five and a half seasons I missed were just more of the same, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hope I never have to watch this show for like an audience. <laughs> ah crap.
1: <laughs>
0: Joke's on you. Uh yeah, I guess that's true.
2: No, not watching Voyager.
0: <laughs> it's almost over and then I never have to watch it again, that's ever. That's true. I'll come and back and to actually, it when I'm like 80, just like eh, it's on uh, su-
2: future Netflix. It might be better than I remember.
0: No, what I'll do is go through my like our notes or whatever and say, Okay, we liked these episodes. I'll watch these 10 out of the 170-whatever.
2: <laughs> well, I cursed a lot before they made it illegal. <laughs> I'm assuming I'm in the future of Demolition Man. Of course.
0: <laughs> so can you tell me how the three seashells work while we're on the subject? I can, but first we have
2: to go get lunch at Taco Bell.
1: Valley of I... the Jolly Green Giant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Guys, let's answer some mail. How about that? Sure. sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is from Richard. Uh, Richard actually wrote us another song, by the way. Oh. Um, but it's based on the Enterprise theme song, so we're going to hold off until we get to Enterprise, uh, to, to play that. Hooray! Uh, it, it is fantastic. Uh, and if you guys want to hear it ahead of time, I'll share it with you. Yeah, but please. I'll, I'll save it for the listeners until, uh, until we get to it. Uh, but he also says, I listened to a review of Workforce Part 1 and it reminded me of a Stargate episode where they got amnesiaed by aliens and forced to work in a grimy factory. Mm-hmm. Colonel MacGyver didn't know anything about his past life, but he did remember Simpsons characters. <laughs> Why can't somebody on Voyager be into ancient animated series? It makes everything better. I mean, Tom is. He's just not, like, he's into Warner Brothers cartoons. Yeah, as he's as into three. public domain characters. Yeah. yeah, those are all definitely public domain every time you see what's on the TV.
2: Oh boy, another
0: Baby Huey short. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look at how this they're dancing like, up and down.
0: <laughs> hey a flower doesn't have a face what that critter's so, gonna like, give me nightmares <laughs> the um the, the fleischer superman cartoons are public domain watch those
2: yeah man. he fucking love that shit yeah
1: he yeah, would actually um,
0: yeah he absolutely would and actually there was a bit in this- issues with
2: that right like you can't have fucking superman on a upn show i have no wait, idea because it's, cause it's wait, a weird WB like upn shit
1: well, yeah, that's why it took forever for the Adam West series to come out, because Fox owned the show, but Warner Brothers owns Batman. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I do know that the um, the Fleischer Superman cartoons, like, you'll find the DVDs everywhere for like a dollar, because, mm-hmm. like, nobody owns the rights, and you can just burn it to a DVD legally and, and sell it. Like, hm. that's a thing. and But, yeah, I know, obviously, Warner Brothers owns Superman, so I don't know how they get around that, but... Uh...
1: Maybe because it's one of those weird loopholes. 30s Superman is sort of a different character from modern Superman. Like they can get yeah, around it that way, that, that seems like more effort than it's worth to sell some cartoons that ten people are going to buy. I have to save Lois versus.
2: Why did you say Martha? Hang on, I got to snap this guy's neck. There's no other way. <laughs> and yes, this is my Superman impression.
0: Uh, this one comes from Danny. Danny says, the prime directive of episode of Enterprise, this is actually referring to what you had said a week or two ago, Matt. Oh, sure, but yeah. Them turning to the camera and saying uh, we should invent some kind of prime directive. Uh, and, and it says, uh, it says uh, it's episode season one, episode 13. Uh, someday my people are going to come up with some sort of a doctrine or something that tells us what we can and can't do out here. Some kind I, of directive.
2: I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. Yeah, that sounds I right. Do. God damn, right I fucking that. knew
0: it. <laughs> uh, let's see, one more from Stacy. I believe this is someone that, uh, Flunk, you might have referred to us. Oh, okay, cool. Come to think of it. Uh, maybe not. Or I'm
1: it's possibly it's Stacy. I
0: do have a friend named Stacy who listens to the show, so maybe. Oh, nice. Yeah, All right. Uh, here are some random questions. Not sure if they've been asked before, but one, if you could serve under any captain, who would it be? So oh, we'll, sis- we'll answer that. Sister uh, like
2: in a minute. Yeah, no Picard. Could, I, I would be so intimidated by Picard every day. I'd
1: rather
2: I be on the be Enterprise though. On um, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yeah, but Cisco, like Cisco, you can have dinner with. Like when he's mad, like he's fucking furious, and you stay out of his way. But like he'll make you, he'll also make you dinner because he's a nice
0: guy. Well, let's let's take the setting out of it. Let's say it's for, for just for the sake of argument, an office job or something where you're working for one of these guys. Because I. I I'm sure I'd probably want to work with Cisco too, but not on DS9, where you're constantly like yeah. on the verge of being obliterated. Like,
1: mm. go, knocking on your door.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like the Enterprise can get away from stuff. I, I have to hide to under your bed impossible. for the good of the Bajoran people. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, here comes this guy again. But no, uh, just like all things being equal, workplace-wise, like who who would you want to work for no, personality-wise? Jai well, seems like a fun boss.
1: That's also it too. Is Picard would be intimidating, but if Riker is your go between to to get yeah, to the boss true. like I'd be okay with that.
2: Yeah, be well, fine. the question
1: is just like a pretty easy The question to... is
0: just Captain though, so I don't know. Like technically speaking, you're not you're not answering for the whole crew, you're just yeah. answering for
1: the And captain. definitely not Kirk yeah, I, I because agree. I'm not his best friend, so he doesn't
0: has oh, no interest
2: yeah, in me at all. You just yeah. di- you, you die in 10 minutes.
0: Yeah. No, I'd probably say Janeway actually. Like mm-hmm. as much as I don't care for this show and she's not even my favorite captain, I just feel like <laughs> Personality-wise, we'd probably get along, and she's probably a decent person to work for, mm-hmm. and not too intimidating. A little intimidating, but not enough that you, start, you, you feel like
1: and actually you
2: start to get it, a bit it, of of uh, workplace Janeway in uh, the first or the uh, workforce part two when she's just talking to people. Yeah, that's yeah. probably what she's <laughs> like. It just like an office,
1: and yeah, if the yeah. ship had gone on its normal mission and they were just out you know, scanning nebula or whatever, like she would be really oh, good science at that. Janeway
0: yeah. who's not in danger. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Is she probably making like nerd science jokes all day.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh and question number two if you took into account what actually happens to the crew, uh example, original series, if you weren't Spock or Bones, you were pretty much screwed. Voyager, you would have had your memory wiped ten times. Would your answer change? So we've already kind of covered that actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, if I'm if I'm stationed like on the Enterprise D, then Picard will terrify me, but you're right, there will be Riker there. Yeah. Meet one on one with Picard. uh, I don't know.
2: (laughs) I mean, uh, you'll probably almost never interact with him, honestly. You know, unless unless you're on the bridge, which I don't know know about you guys, but I
1: wouldn't be. No, I would be. I would be uh, the guy that uh, Jordy just kind of uh, shuffles around, hoping that nobody notices.
0: If we're if we're putting us into Star Trek uh, context, Flunk, I imagine you as you remember lower decks. I, I uh, what's his name, Ben, the 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 bartender. Like the, no, if we're on,
1: if we're living in a fake uh, amazing fantasy future, I want to be an engineer.
0: Mm-hmm. I know, but I just picture you as that guy. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what to tell you.
1: I would be okay working for guy and she seems like a really good boss.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: definitely. I have better than no Quark idea anyway. what I'd do in Star Trek. And do they none, need someone of to all us...
0: box the boxes of books around? <laughs> I mean, probably those uh, those barrels aren't going to push themselves over on wharf. Yep. <laughs> so there's a lot of shit in those cargo, uh, like those uh, you know cargo bays. Somebody. Oh yeah,
2: they'll there. snap your Klingon spine right in half. Both yeah, of them,
0: absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just, <laughs> but not the third one. You're no. okay if you got your third <laughs> Klingon spine. I'm, I'm just trying to think in terms of what we're good at, and none of us would like you know. What are we going to be writers? Yeah. No, is there like God, fucking.
2: No. D- does d- does the
0: Enterprise need data entry? Like, I mean, presumably, data's got to get... They probably do, sometime, yeah. Right? Whoa,
1: hey now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. The, the pun was right there. I had to. <laughs> How is there... I mean, there must be a bunch of erotic fiction about data called data entry. There must be. Easily. It's just an obvious title. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's all for this time. Flunk, you got anything you want to uh, tell the people about?
1: Um, not really. All right. um, <laughs> I made a huge mistake. The Arrested Development podcast, we're wrapping up season three. Uh, season four hmm. is starting soon. There's a little bit of hesitance on people <laughs>
0: wanting to record it for some reason, but... I can't imagine why. Yeah, me neither. I it's good. Quite a bit. Yeah. It's not as good as the other three, but it's still quite good.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look for that inside your phone or wherever the hell you find podcasts. <laughs> wherever videos your phone. are sold.
0: Yeah. Uh, one one other thing I wanted to talk about real quick. We are doing another fundraiser. You know I hate doing these. I really mm-hmm. do. Uh, in fact, there's there's mail in our box right now praising us for not running ads. And uh, <laughs> I Okay. Yeah, I tried not to, to do that. But on the other hand, it does cost money. Like, we've got Enterprise coming up. We don't own copies of Enterprise. Got to buy them. You don't. And also, well... We don't. That's why I said me and Matt, <laughs> and and also server space for the podcast. Also, like when we do uh, uh, live shows, got to get like I bring Matt up here to do that, or yep. fr- if we ever do one in Portland, get me down there to do that. Yep. Uh, when we when we promote at conventions, there's expenses there. Also, uh, unrelated to PA, but related to me and Matt, we are currently developing a point and click adventure game uh, based on our Nick and Willikins characters from Sarcastic Voyage. That is well underway. It's not Very one of those things that about may this. happen. Yeah. It, it already exists, like in a, in a crude, like uh, it, there's still a lot of work to be done, but it's a real thing that's definitely happening. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of uh, placeholder art in there right now. What we really want to do is hire an actual artist to draw nice backgrounds. Yeah. And to do that, we need money. So uh, if if you could see your way to helping us out, uh, the link will be on postatomachora.com. Um, just, uh, you know for uh, costs for this show to make that game to make our other shows uh, if you could throw in a couple bucks we'd really appreciate it yeah please Um, and that's all for this time only eight episodes left next week is Q Brian's gonna be here for that because I guess that's his thing Mm -hmm. so look forward to that Uh, yeah see ya folks the post atomic horror podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham copyright 2017 Please
1: don't sue us. We're 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 still just doing this.